0: Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis. Today, we have the honor of speaking to Bill Crozier. Bill is the recently elected president of HPJC, the Houston Peace and Justice Center. Welcome aboard, Bill. How are you doing today?
1: Great, Igberto. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. So before
0: we even get started, Bill, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and please make sure to include... To let folks know that uh, you were, that not you were, but you are actually an integral part of quite a bit in Houston, including our KPFT uh, public station. So why don't you talk a little bit about yourself, <laughs> including that?
1: Well, okay. Well, I've been a political activist since college. Um, back in George McGovern days, gives you a light to old I am. And, um, you know, worked for Progressive Candidates uh, as an activist uh, for a long time. Um, and I was... Um, reinvolved in the Jim Hiretac campaign and uh, um, various others, uh, Dennis Kucinich for president campaign. And, um, you know, I didn't get active in HP, I mean, excuse me, in KPFT until, um, I guess about 15, 20 years ago, it was after the new bylaws were formed. And I was on and off the local station board and uh, also the Pacific and national board. I'm not on either one now, but still just a volunteer and care very much about KPFT so
0: well let's uh, let's remember at one time you you ran you, you were the executive director of uh, of yes. the entire pacifican network let's not forget that
1: <laughs> yeah well that was one of the things that uh, my colleagues asked me to do back in uh it was early 2017 and i served almost as a year as a volunteer for the as the interim executive director i was one of the ones who'd been yelling and screaming the most about uh, well not the most but one of the ones about the finances and how we got to get that together and at that time we had a situation where the uh empire state realty trust was suing pacifica because of unpaid tower rent in new york our wbai uh, new york station and that occupied a lot of my time plus other things but uh, yeah it was quite an experience and i'm I'm still excited there's so many people like you and so many others who are really dedicated volunteers who who keep things going and care about
0: i mean that that's what it takes. You know, I just got off my program, Politics Done Right, the, the one that I do on a daily basis. And we were talking about the goodness within uh, humanity or whether humans are doom or whatever. And what I try to tell them is I work with people all of the times, you know, I mean, uh, for those people who believe that, uh, that somehow all, you know, yes, we have a tendency to follow psychopaths. I mean, unfortunately, we do. Uh, but there are so many good people out there that I don't think we are quite doomed yet because there are enough of, there are enough of, of of the bill Crozier's around that that is not uh, that's not going to happen. Bill, you uh, just became the president again of uh, the Houston Peace and Justice Center. First of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about the formation of that organization and what it you know what it does?
1: Okay, well, HPJC was um, formed about twenty years ago. Um, I wasn't one of the founders, but I came in shortly after that, uh, and the idea was to. Um, Actually, it's just two things. It's, it's actually an organization of organizations, and also of individuals. And you know, the the, the mission basically, it's on the website in the short form, uh, hpjc.org. It's providing peace education, activism training, and collaborative resources for individuals, families, and organizations throughout the Houston, uh, greater Houston area. And the whole idea is to build a just, sustainable, and nonviolent community. And we do this through helping other organizations come together and collaborate on activities. We help them. Sometimes we do joint um, uh, activities and events, whether it's a protest or a conference or things like that. And uh, we've been doing that ever since. And um, so I'm just excited about, you know, and really are an organization that's dedicated to peace and justice, justice in all forms, um, as well as uh, environmental protection and, and such things.
0: Now, over the years... You've had some illustrious national figures that you've honored that have flown into the yearly uh, peace awards that you offer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the kind of folk that you have brought in to speak at this organization so that pe- people understand that what we're really doing is, is that, is that work. We are actually yeah. getting that work done.
1: Well, the very first one uh, that HPJC had that I know of, I think it was the first one. The first time I got in was a little bit involved was, um, shortly after the uh, U.S. invasion of Iraq and occupation of Iraq in 2003, uh, we had Barbara Lee as our national peacemaker awardee. And the end, every, every fall, generally um, in early, mid-November, uh, we have a, an annual award ceremony, and we recognize one national peacemaker and several local ones. And she was, uh, I believe, the only person in Congress who voted against the authorization mm-hmm. to... Um, invade Iraq. Um, we've had Kathy Kelly, uh, Bob Jensen. Uh, P- Kathy Kelly's a peace activist. Bob Jensen is a, a um, uh, on the faculty at, at UT Austin. Uh, Roy Bourgeois, Cindy Sheehan, uh, some organizations like the Center for Constitutional Rights. We've had Helen Thomas, uh, Helen Caldicott, Jim Hightower, Brian Stevenson. He, he gave a really knockout uh, address about ten years ago. Dennis Gassaneè, Medea Benjamin, and a number of others. So um, I,
0: I think you also had Chris Hedges. Uh, yes, one year as well. Chris Hedges, the well-known New York uh, column, uh, former New York columnist that didn't make it past Iraq, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and uh, and and the woman with uh, the guns, I forget her name right now. Um,
1: uh, uh, well, moms demand action? Sharon Watts. Right, Sharon uh, Watts.
0: Yeah. She was, yeah. I think, a couple of years uh, last, a couple of years ago. I think she was or the Featured,
1: um, the, that was the, 2020. Yeah, we didn't really have an in person dinner that year because, or any kind of in person ceremony because of the pandemic. So, we're trying to get back to normal now. Yeah, um, it's
0: difficult, uh, because it's an organization where it's sort of touchy feely, and when you don't have the touchy feely times, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, because you want to be around all these people. Now, I mean, as it turns out, um, uh, he, you want what what are your plans going forward i mean you just became the president again and you you kind of have to reconstitute this thing not that it ever went away but you have to kind of get it activated again in this post-covid well i don't know if we can call it a post-covid area but a a a a more uh, getting closer to what would be a post-covid area covid area what do you intend to do well we
1: yeah, we are trying to get back to normal this year. Um, and, you know, it's not just HPJC, but a lot of organizations that we work with really suspended a lot of their activities over the last couple of years or tried to move them online. Sometimes it's hard to move everything online. Um, but uh, I know some people were out in the streets over some of the uh, killings of um, black people, you know, police officers and stuff like that here and else around the country. But we, uh, we didn't have our annual awards during, at all in 2020. And last year we had a hybrid one where uh, we had a, um, a small in person, limited in person group, and then uh, did an online uh, um, ceremony also. Um, but one of the things we also suspended in 2020 was Peace Camp. It's one of the, our major activities, it's a summer day camp for children. And um, last year we only had one week of it. And uh, we were really afraid, especially for the children, even though adults could get vaccinated, then the children weren't eligible. And if you recall any, I believe ones below 12, I think we're not eligible mm-hmm. or maybe it was below 18 at that time, summer of last year. So now that's, so to be honest, hopefully everybody will be vaccinated and uh, we are planning for three weeks of peace camp this year, for example. Um, often we have a, um, a, a, a conference that we usually co-sponsor with other organizations. We don't have one planned this year. Hope we can work towards that next year. Also uh, sometimes we do activism training uh, that sort of thing, we've had conferences, um, sort of led by some of our working groups. Could I mention a little bit about that, too? Absolutely, please do. Because we, we have five working groups that we're, they're supposed to be doing, I guess, most of the work. It's getting, things have changed a little bit because of the uh, the pandemic again. But you know, we have uh, ones for economic justice, environmental justice, um, foreign and military policy, human rights and criminal justice, and then also peace education. And, um, several of those have, you know, hosted conferences here in, in Houston in the past that we've, uh, organized with other groups. And, um, the, uh, peace education group is the one that's also involved with peace camp and also uh, a more regular thing throughout the year called peace club. So, um, we're, um, still working out some of the details for peace camp this year. We are planning on three weeks of camp at different places in Houston. Each is a, it's a day camp. It's not overnight camp. Um, and it's, um we, you know, it's a reasonable tuition. It's not that expensive. And Mm -hmm. we, uh, we make it available through scholarships for people who are parents who can't afford to send their children otherwise. So we want to get affordable to everybody. And it's, it's a, it's a place where children can have fun and learn about things that they don't learn about in school. And, you know, everything from non-cooperative games through peacemakers through the ages, uh, especially ones women and minorities that they you know, tend to get discounted a lot in the history books, and uh, we don't care what the state board of education <laughs> says. You know, we're we're here to help children learn about things they need to learn about they and learn the real, yeah, yeah, and 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 learn about not just sanitized history, but how things that the United States really needs to do better job in, and um, so um, and again, nonviolent conflict conflict right. management skills and alternatives to competition violence. I wish. I wish I'd learned that when I was younger and you know it's I wish a lot of adults you could learn that sort of thing. And um and just working together with you know children from diverse backgrounds and and uh, having a good time too. And it's not religious. We have um and we welcome you know all children. We we often have them at churches because they provide space for us some of our member organizations for example uh and um so we'll have more details on our website soon. There's some outlines of the three locations that we have right now, but we don't. There's a few things we're still working out regarding staff for that. We we like to have experienced professional teachers leading it, and then we have other volunteers as well. And so we have a uh, the three locations. By the way, so far we have scheduled are uh, at the Houston Mennonite Church, which is in Northwest Houston, uh, Mission Milby, which is in the East End, and the Community Church in uh, Northeast Houston. So we're looking forward to those. Excellent. Well, um, you know, this show is
0: called Politics Done Right. So you know I'm going to pick your brains on two particular <laughs> issues of, of of importance right now. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give you both of them at the same time and tell you go fly um, sure. here. Here are uh, your thoughts on the potential overthrow of Roe versus Wade and also uh, your thoughts on election
1: 2022. OK. <laughs> Uh, just a disclosure, I'm also a Democratic precinct chair, and I'm, you know, pretty involved in Democratic politics, not just Democratic politics, but, um, you know, my personal feeling is that it's, it's just, I think it's insulting, and um, I'm kind of astonished that the Supreme Court would consider overturning Roe v. Wade or Roe v. Wade. You know, in the, the past, the Supreme Court has generally moved towards expanding liberties and, and rights of people. And not taking them away. And this is something that I think women have, you know, counted on for almost 50 years. I remember when it was first announced, Roe v. Wade. And uh, there were, before then, there were a lot of women who got abortions. They were illegal, but they put their lives in danger. It was dangerous right. and very difficult. And um, so it, it, one of the things Roe v. Wade did is it made it safe. And, um, I'm also kind of astonished by some of the organizations that oppose Roe v. Wade. They also seem to be, some of them at least, seem to be opposed to birth control, making it more mm-hmm. difficult to get that. So they actually create the need for more abortions. It's kind of hypercritical, I think. And then also the so-called right to life, they care about life. Kind of Maybe I'm overgeneralizing some. I not want to stereotype people, but uh, some of them don't seem to care about children once they're born. And I think it's critical to have early childhood education and parents need daycare and they need an opportunity to raise every child in a, a you know, loving environment where they have enough um, resources and everything. And so it's difficult for a lot of people and uh, especially people with limited income. And so I think this is, if it is overturned, if the Supreme Court really does, I think it's going to hurt the um, people with limited resources more than anybody else. I know there's some people that really do feel that, um, the life of a fetus somehow trumps the life of a woman or a, that's the way it sounds like at least right I, I don't agree with that but you know i realize there are some people that feel it's a, an ethical issue and from that point of view also and i think we need to have more discussion like you did last week by the way on your show i remember with people who aren't just calling each other names and things but have we'll talk about you know the real issues involved and and try to help people understand each other
0: you know, we just discussed that on the just before I came onto the show. What we discussed was, you know, I'm not going to be dealing with anybody flame throwing. If we're, if we're going to move forward, it's going to be having a conversation. Uh uh-huh. if, if, if you're shouting and doing that sort of, you, you're not having a conversation, why bother? You know, yeah. uh, you just want it your way. Now, the next thing, I'm not going to let you get away without touching election 2020. Okay. Well, let me just
1: say, though, HPJC actually doesn't have an official position on this, because it's kind of new. We haven't had an opportunity to, that we never need to talk about it. But that was my personal opinion that I was talking about.
0: Let, let, so let, go me, ahead. let, let me just tell the audience that uh, okay. I wanted uh, Bill on the show to talk about HBJC as a separate entity which is a, uh, which is a 501 C three organization. Yes. And, and, and again, so he, when he talks political, we're talking simply, not as president of HPJC, but <laughs> okay. as Bill Crozier, the person, I think, I think I've, okay. I've clarified that bill. So I think we can still talk about
1: issues anyway, right. and HPJC does take a stand on a lot of issues. We've taken stands right. on, on uh, you know, a fifth dollar, minimum wage and civil rights and all kinds of things. And I Oh, oh I forgot, our keynote speaker, our National Peacemaker awardee that we're going to have um, this this fall uh, is, uh, I mean, a real, I think, a superb leader in this. And he's, um, uh, the his name is Reuben Jonathan Miller. He's from the University of Chicago, and his research has been centered on how people who are formerly incarcerated still have trouble for the rest of their lives often because of discrimination yeah. and problems that employers and society you know put in front of them so i think it'll be a really interesting topic
0: Well, you know you, you i know you'll be back on to to to, to promote that when it's t- yeah. closer closer to that time now bill i'm still not gonna let you get away without telling okay. me your thoughts on 2020
1: oh yeah oh gosh well um, 2022
0: i'm sorry 2022
1: yeah, oh, right okay well that, personally i'm um appalled at the previous occupant of the white house and i hate to even mention his name but you know still has such a following i think he um he and his followers were really attacking the constitution and the very bedrock of our country with not accepting the fact that he lost the election in um, in uh, 2020 and putting out a lot a lot of lies about that and i think we need to be moving forward and try to get people together i mean most of the people in the united states want democratically democratic elections they're willing to accept the fact that Sometimes they don't win elections. Certainly happened to me. Some of my supporters haven't won. Um, One of the well, George McGovern, I mentioned, I supported him. Mm -hmm. I supported you know lots of other candidates who haven't always won. Jim Hightower won a couple of times, then he didn't. He lost, and various various other candidates. But you know, I I still have hope, and we do get people elected. I you know Barack Obama, for example, was a lot of people said he'd never be elected, but he was, and that was he did make a lot of changes. I, I wish he'd actually done a little bit more, but that's good. But I'm I'm really appalled that there's certain people, including both our Texas Senate, U.S. senators, uh, seem to um, take such an extreme position. And it's so polarizing. We need to get back to talking about real issues and not just calling names and rhetoric and just throwing out false information to people. And I think social media has done a lot of damage in our country, too, because of the way they like Facebook, for example, they have a preference for um, putting things in front of you that are inflammatory and uh, gets the most attention, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's truthful, often isn't truthful or or reasonable or, or important. Um, so they, they want things that get engagement, that generate clicks, and outrageous things tend to do that. So you see a lot more of that than uh, you'd see in real journalism. So I'm really concerned about that. I think that's, we have a real danger in our country and we need to get people out to vote regardless of party. We need to get people to to vote in November and vote in, oh, we have a primaries coming up or primary runoffs, excuse me, on May 24th in Texas. A lot of people forget about that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, get involved, get your friends to vote, become informed, don't rely on social media for sure and vote.
0: You know, Bill. Uh, before before we go, I just want to say this and that is, um, yeah, it is true that Donald Trump and his ilk and many like him that are following our, our two senators from Texas. They're a part of the problem in the misinformation in the put out in putting out misinformation and also yeah. um, the, right. the, the, a lot of things that they do. One of the things that I tell people all of the times is that only works because the Pew, the people that they have following them, think they can't follow, let's say, good people like yourself or whatever. And we have to leave that door open. For, uh, for people to feel safe. And I'm talking about everybody, you know, because right now Donald Trump is making a bet that he can scare the holy hell out of a particular group of people. And we have to let all people know that um, it, it is hate- not the way. And I think part of the work that you do uh, is instrument- will be or needs to be instrumental in attaining much of that.
1: Yeah, and Trump, you know, from his business background, I mean, he wasn't a good business person; he lost oh. a lot of money. He lost a, a lot of other people's money too, yes. and declared bankruptcy. I think least twice, I believe maybe more four and uh, four times and you know and wouldn't pay off people he owed and um I, I, there's some really ethical issues with that also i mean sometimes people you know, the most common reason people that are bankrupt in these country is for medical expenses right. because of our screwed up medical system. You've talked about that a lot on your show too. And, you know, we need single payer, payer for universal healthcare. And, but, but Trump is used to being a bully. He's gotten, he learned in business that he could get his way by bullying and lying. And he's still trying to do that.
0: Well, you know, uh, Bill, we are going to make sure that with the work that's done, the work that you do, work that many others do in the field that you're in going to inform the folks appropriately and make sure that doesn't become status so anyway thank you so kindly president of the houston peace and justice center bill how can people get in touch with your organization to become a part of it just to add their positive to what we do
1: go to our website hpjc.org which stands for houston peace and justice center hpjc.org uh look around there um also want to remind people one feature we have is a calendar anyone can post for free an event on our, our calendar our newsletter but our, our online calendar which forms the basis of a, a regular newsletter of progressive events that goes out to several thousand people on our email list uh has to be non um, a, a nonprofit organization and uh a, an organization that's for peace and and uh yes. not a violent <laughs> overthrow of the government or something like that but um Please post your organization's events there. It's free. And um, um, you can contact us at info at hpjc.org.
0: Bill Crozier, president of HPJC, Houston Peace and Justice Center, hpjc.org. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right.
1: Thank you, Iqbalertol.